Hello and no, welcome no, back. Fitting it. Fixing it was last week. Welcome back on Thursday. <laughs> I lost my thought there. Thursday at 10 a.m. live with Linda. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Like every week. Uh, thank you so much for joining me every week. It's, it's absolutely my pleasure. I have a great deal of fun. <laughs> Good. I hope so. Me too. We talked about fixing things, like the urge to fix everything, not not really listening or hearing people who are talking to us, just going at it and like, what can I do about it? Yeah. How can I make it better for the other person? Right. With that comes in fitting in. Because because that energy is almost exactly the same. Mm. Because when you're trying to fix things, what you mean is don't have your emotions near me, they're overwhelming to me. Mm, okay. And when you're trying to fit in, you're you're trying to say, see, we're all the same, we don't have different things. I don't have strong emotions, neither do you, we're friends, okay? So fitting in, what does that even mean? Because there, there are a lot of different meanings of fitting in. Fitting in, uh, which I have seen, for me as well, when I was uh, younger, going to school, there were favorites of teachers. They were like, you wanted to be a part of that group. You wanted to fit into that so you can be liked by everybody. Or you wanted to be, it, I think fitting in and also liked by other people. Yeah, it's it's, is, a, it's a very ordinary part of people pleasing. Mm. And that sort of sense that in order to be acceptable or accepted, the first thing we have to do is put on a mask and be a different way than we really are in order to appear to be one with this group. One of the things that I noticed in high school is that the kids in that group, like the, um, we, we called them um, the beautiful people when I was in school, mm -hmm. but there, there was a book called Queen Bees and Wannabes and it's the Queen Bee group. Those people, every single one of them feels like they're kind of an outsider and they have to keep pushing their way in and they all identify a different core person. They all think somebody is the leader, mm -hmm. but they all pick somebody else. Even the leader thinks somebody else is the leader. Mm. Like, it, it's interesting. Um, and so all of them mm. feel the same amount of pressure to comply and to go along with this sort of nebulous idea of being in this group. And I think that's quite often the problem is that it's very vague. What it is we're trying to appear to be is, is not, is, yeah, is not specific enough. Like when you're when you're in the military or you join the police or something, how to look uniform is built in. Yes. And they they teach yes. you literally how to walk so that you walk like everybody else. Mm -hmm. That fitting in is very easy to do and and very clear. Structured, Whereas, would you say? It's structured. Structured. Yeah. yeah. And because it is so highly regimented, that's mm -hmm. kind of the word for it. Um, it's very easy to fit into those. Whereas trying to fit in with neighbors or with the people from church or the people at work is harder because there's not sort of a, this is the best way to be and everybody wants to be this, that's universally agreed on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everybody, everybody says, I never, I never felt like I really fit in. Mm -hmm. Everybody, even the core of that group will mm -hmm. say the same thing. So fitting in and finding your place, mm -hmm. right? And kids, adults tend to lie to be able to fit in. Yeah. That becomes, yeah, that becomes a big thing as well where you, because you want to be like them. Well, you, you want, want you be. want to appear enough like them so that they think you're on their side or mm -hmm. so that you think, so that they feel loyal to you and you feel loyal to them. Why do you think there's a need to fit in? Because we don't feel like we belong. You knew that was coming, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you knew I was gonna say that. 
Belonging is when we know for sure that we are accepted and loved as who we are. And, and a lot of it is an inside job for adults, but for kids, they need to feel like their energy is welcome, their interests, their curiosity, their, their drive towards maturity is all welcome in their community, in their homes. And when they don't feel that that's welcome, when they have too many restrictions or too many constraints, or they get punished for being curious and making messes, then they start to withdraw and try to fit in rather than, because they give up on the idea of belonging. Right. And what what do you do when parents come up to you? Or you know what, even if a child comes up to their parent and says, I want to look like her. I want to dress like her because everybody likes her. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. This is a very common thing that comes up. It's a very common thing. And and the question is, and, and I think it's a reasonable question to have even with a five or six year old. Do you think they like her because of what she wears? Like, do you genuinely, is that, that's why they like her? Or do they like her because she's kind to people or because she makes gentle eye contact or because she's a calm and easy presence to be around? It's probably not the shirt. Yeah. But, yeah. but kids especially, they identify what they can see because they don't understand why they feel that way. They don't understand why a kid is popular. I like what you, how you formed the question where you didn't question the kid. No, no, no. Why do you no. want to do that? Instead, what do you think about that person? And what do you think? Why do you think other people like them? And it's it's from the other side. Yeah. It's not directly questioning your child saying, no, you don't need to be like her or directly. No, you're great by yourself. Those kinds of things are very invalidating. Yeah. I love that, that point. So I think that's a great point for parents to know that that's what you can do. Well, and I think it's because we live in this world of, you know, if you're not, if you don't have Kim Kardashian's bum, then you've got the wrong kind of bum kind of world. Yeah. You know, the fact that people like a particular body type doesn't mean they don't like other body types. Mm -hmm. And that, that knowledge actually gets lost because if you say to somebody, so you think that's the only acceptable or attractive body type? Well, no, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So what are the other ones? And when you start identifying the other ones, then that power sort of dissipates. Mm -hmm. And it, and it stops being, well, then I need surgery, so I have a bum like whoever. Mm -hmm. and, and it's in adult life as well, because we often feel compelled and, and the urge to fit in, because we gave up on belonging a long time ago, yes. without really evaluating what it is we're trying to do, mm -hmm. and without really thinking through why we're attracted to that, or why we think that will fix something. The, the idea that, oh, I, I'll, all of my life would be better if I just lose 20 pounds. It's like, well, 20 pounds ago, you would have said. Absolutely. <laughs> all my life would be better if I could just get that kind of car. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's like this moving goalpost that always goes into the future. If I get this, then I'm unsatisfied because I still need that. And oh, that's the new thing and I need that instead. Especially when you're dealing with kids, it can really help to pull them back and look at what's underneath it instead. Because really good. it's just a more thoughtful approach to the world. Now, if we do have kids. I mean, you know, kids, adults that if a, if a child comes home to their parents and, and is crying, that I don't fit in. Yeah. Nobody likes me. Yeah. And they are in a corner all day crying and doing what they need to do. But it's sad to see that for a parent. It, it really is. And there are cultures, and they're in Canada as well as everywhere else, there are cultures where 
If you're the newcomer or you don't have whatever it is that everybody has, or you live in the wrong house, or you live on the wrong side of town, or your parents are the wrong color or whatever, there are cultures where in those classrooms, they literally act as if they don't exist. So that misery isn't you're doing something wrong, kid. It's actually you're in an environment that is hostile to you. And there will be very little you can do about those people. You need to figure out how to get your needs met in other ways because these people are never going to let go. So how would a parent really help their child if they are in that situation and it's hard for them to come out of that? Well, if it's impossible to remove the child from the environment, because that's always the best choice, um, put them into somewhere that, that actually works. Sometimes it can help to talk to the administration because quite often administrators, even the teachers can be quite oblivious to what's going on. They may not actually notice that nobody's ever talking to that kid. And the child may not feel safe enough with those adults to, to express what they're saying at home. And to just go in and say, this is a normal culture that, you know, being the new kid is often very difficult for other kids to handle. Mm -hmm. And you need to lead in, in welcoming this child into the environment and you need to be sensitive to it. Now, some people will be like, well, obviously, and other people will be like, you're not allowed to talk to me. You're living in Jamie's house. Like it, it's sometimes the whole culture and you really can't talk to it at all. And at that point you need to give your kids the skills that they need to be able to live in an environment that's hostile, that they can't change and still get their needs met. Absolutely, that's so true. Um, some of the ideas like sending a picture of the family, sending little notes so that they know that they're loved and cared for no matter what these people think about you, that you don't have to please these people because it's, a, it's going to be impossible. So, you know, just stop trying. So you are helping your child grow with more confidence in themselves. Yeah. Not about It's not about everybody else around them. It's about them. And once they are, let's say it's, it's a hard thing to say, but it's happy with themselves yeah. and their own environment in their house, healthier yeah. environment in the house, it'll be easy for them to face what's to come yeah. or whatever comes their way every day. Well, and I think that's the biggest challenge for parents in general is to create, essentially, um, I think it was Dr. Phil who said it, a soft place for your kids to land, mm -hmm. a safe place for them to come from so that they carry some of that safe place within them when they go out into environments that are difficult to handle without the idea that either they're all wrong and I'm, I'm just never going to fit in, which is often how kids react to it. Yeah. Or I have to change them. I'm on a quest to change their minds, which is... <laughs> Um, probably not going to work and will just be, you know, increasingly frustrating and angry and that will come out in their behavior, especially in that environment. So to just show them a way of taking their whole self into that and not, you know, just saying, well, they've written you off and they're not going to change. So we'll just move on from that. And, and how do you handle being in that environment rather than how do you stop those people from being who they are? You picked up a really strong word, which is powerful in my practice is safety mm -hmm. being safe in your environment and I think that's one topic that I'd like to talk to you about next week is it's what does safety look like and what how it works around our environment yeah how, mental, how mental, parents mental can health help. wise and how parents can help yeah. create that safe environment for their kids yeah and it's you know just to end this conversation I think what stood out for me was creating safety for your own kids in your home it should be so safe for them that they could say it is what it is today in this but I'm going home to my safe place yeah that what does that safe zone look like let's try and figure that out together yeah let's try
until next time, for safety, we will talk to you on Thursday at 10 a.m. with Linda. Thank you for joining us today. You didn't mention the podcast. <laughs>